0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. We're almost at episode 100, by the I know, way. I that's exciting. I
1: know, we're moving Someone on. Someone just up. asked me that today. How many episodes do you have? Last time I checked, it was like six. I'm like, well, like oh, almost 100. a long time. I know. <laughs> yeah, we're every week. We haven't, we've never missed a week. Have we? I don't think so. No, no. W- that was our goal, though, to always yeah. launch every Tuesday something. Even if it was a 20-minute episode, yeah. a quick blur because people do. It's consistency. They like that. They do. Okay, so it's Tuesday. The episode's out. I can listen to it on my commute. You know, we're almost at, I think... Um, like if you look at our stats, we are uh, if you combine all of them, including Spotify, it's like almost a million. Yeah, which is pretty exciting. It's Downloads. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just we just were in Cosmo. We were in Cosmo as a hot new podcast to listen to. Uh-huh. And they talk about us being hilarious. I was like, that's so great. This that is other people that we also give really good information. Yes, so I like. But that. I pride myself on my humor. Yes, me
0: too, and yeah. the good information, and the good information, <laughs> and
1: being at least. Slightly intelligent, working on my grammar, you know,
0: a little bit of both on a weekly. This episode is going to be a shorter one. Uh, We're talking about asexuality and we have at least four or five different sex questions about asexuality. So we're going to talk about this. If you know about asexuality, um, I suggest listening to it still because there's a lot of misconceptions about what asexuality is. Now I want to also preface this as um, in in saying that I, even though I'm a sex educator, I don't feel like I am um, a... Uh, expert in this realm of asexuality. I've been educated in it. I know about it. I am not asexual and I um, don't feel like I've spent a lot of enough hours learning about it to say that I am an expert in this field. So uh, I'm putting that out there first. I know some stuff. I'm going to share some stuff to highlight it. And I'd love to invite um, anyone who is asexual and f- an educator to reach out to us because we would love to have you on our show to highlight this because this is uh it's isn't this it's important yeah and this isn't this you know one in a million experience there's a number a lot of a- asexual folks out there and it, it, within the realm of asexuality and um, it is a broad realm there's different I I don't know if variations is the word, but Mm -hmm. there's, it's, I guess we could say it's on a continuum or if there's a spectrum of, Mm -hmm. of asexuality, there isn't just asexual and not asexual. There's so much variety there. Um, so I, we're going to go into that in a little bit. And a lot of people confuse this also with low desire, um, or, or desire leaving. Like if someone has desire and then they don't have desire, all of a sudden, are they now asexual? So talk about that in a, in a second. Uh, before we do, our announcements, our workshop, which we've been talking about in the last couple episodes, our online wild women sex workshop, which is all about how to make your own rules for your sexuality, all about erotic empowerment for female-identified folks, is half off this month. Uh, so go Get check that out. Hat. It is a online four-video series with all kinds of home practices and all other bonuses like our Orgasm 101 class, erotic meditations, all kinds of stuff. So go check that out. Um, Go to shamelesssex.com and go to workshops and it's half off for the month of February.
1: And that's uh, never expires, so you can access it if you can want to buy it while it's on special, and then access it in a couple of months or during summer when you're you, can you know sitting it. on the beach and or uh, you know in your yard and watching it outside in your yard in <laughs> your yard while you're
0: relaxing. You're sitting in your yard. You can go
1: <laughs> and watch it. Doing yard work and you just,
0: yeah, you just need to have Wi-Fi to watch it. Yeah. Uh, and then we also shared this on our last podcast, but if you are in Salt Lake City, uh, we are teaching a workshop, a uh, erotic empowerment. It's step into your power, how to become an erotic super star workshop this is friday march 15th 2019 at blue boutique we love them it's at their sugar house store 8 30 p.m go buy tickets ahead of time we're hoping that it will sell out you can meet us and hang out with us in person and learn all about how to be your most badass erotic self and this is for everyone this isn't just for female identified folks and you get a
1: 20 dollar gift card just for Buying a ticket to come. So do you can it. do go to BlueBootique.com Blue or yes. Eventbrite as well. Yeah. They uh, offer them and $20 gift card, $25 workshop. That's kind of a good deal. It's basically $5 that you're paying for a night of us and what fun do do? and some sexy shopping. Yep. Go
0: get it. Get it. Um, and then we also would love to mention OMGS on every single episode it, because if you haven't checked it out, we highly recommend it. April just did a phone call with them um, helping them with some other ideas around sexuality and They are just the best humans ever. They really really are. The cool thing about them is they really care. It's actual research-based information where they created this online video series of all about sexual pleasure. The first season is all about vulva sexual pleasure, so how to have better, stronger orgasms or how different types of orgasms with different types of stimulation. You get 62 videos. It's very educational. And they're actually doing the research with real humans. You know, real not paid um, actors or no. porn
1: stars. It's real humans of all mm-hmm. different, various ages, and they care about helping the right. world. They yeah. really, really
0: care. I have so many clients that this has helped uh, people. People who are having trouble having orgasms um, are having trouble describing how, to their partners how to mm-hmm. touch them. People who want to learn how to pleasure vulvas. Maybe it's they're having a
1: low within and feeling like they're feeling a lack of sexuality yeah. in general in your life. And sometimes it's just nice to open some doors and figure out what are other people doing? Because porn is not no. an education tool. Please don't use porn as an education.
0: It's great for entertainment.
1: Seg- yeah, yeah. There, it's it's uh, great for entertainment. And I think that this is an actually an education-based tool that um, any vulva owner or vulva lover could access and, and enjoy.
0: Yeah, so if you go to omgs.com backslash shameless sex... You get five dollars off, and then you get to watch it unlimited
1: times. You could use that five dollars. Go to Blue Boutiques Workshop. Boom!
0: Oh, <laughs> two birds, one stone. Hey, <laughs> if you don't live in Salt Lake City, maybe get on a plane and come hang out with yeah, us at Blue Boutique. Us. There's also
1: a, a piercing shop inside the Sugar House store.
0: Yeah. That's, so let's talk about asexuality, and then we can talk about do yeah. some last closing details and call it a day because I am still jet lagged.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I can only imagine. She just got back from Sri Lanka. Hey,
0: everyone. Okay, so asexuality. Uh, This is, again, as I said, I am not an expert in this topic, but I do have some things to share. So asexuality is referring to sexual desire, meaning uh, folks who identify as asexual generally don't feel sexual desire or attraction to someone else. Um, they can still masturbate. They can still feel erotic energy in their body. So that's another misconception about it. If you're asexual, you're just not sexual at all. You don't masturbate at all. There's people who are asexual who still have sex with other people. Um, but what it's really speaking to is they don't feel that sexual attraction. It's it's an orientation. Um, so you know how we have LGBTQI... I, and uh, an A. A. Asexual. Yeah, and A. And that, so... It's interesting. The LGBTQI, uh, I, 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 my brain's not going to be able to explain all of them to you uh, adequately, but th- they're mostly about an orientation. They're mostly about who or who we're sexually attracted mm-hmm. to, except for the T, which is interesting because that's trans, right? Mm-hmm. So that's transgendered. Transgendered is not an orientation. It's a gender identity. So it's funny that we have this whole thing when there's one, all of it is mostly about orientation and attraction to to who who that is that we're attracted to. Um is there they haven't even put p in there like pansexual. Pansexual. Yeah. I know I
1: was just thinking that actually. Weird that you and there's, said that. You know gender queer
0: gen- right. you know there's all, all well I guess that's gender again though. I'm talking about gender but there's Well queer
1: is the queer, Q. Yeah.
0: yeah, there's yeah, there's queer the Q is queer or questioning. Yeah. So there's it's a very dynamic uh kind of umbrella is it acronym is that what you it's call it? It's an acronym. Mm-hmm. Uh and so the but the T is the only one that we're not talking about that right now but the T is the only one that's about uh, identity. So If you think of uh, your orientation, you say that you identify as heterosexual, that's your orientation. Uh, Or you identify as a lesbian, that is your orientation. That would be the LGBT. So that means
1: I'm attracted to the opposite sex or I'm attracted to the same sex, right? But then asexual, right? And then
0: opposite, uh, also we wouldn't prefer to, to say opposite because there's... Not just two sexes, right? So there's so, so, but you it would be the the sex that you are uh, are attracted to is not the sex that you identify with. With yes, it's complicated. Well, an opposite can you say an
1: opposite sex? It could be a different sex. I mean,
0: at at the end of the day, you can say whatever you want for yourself. If you want to say, I'm attracted to the opposite sex, go ahead, because you get to decide what your orientation is, how you describe that and how you define that. So totally. the A, asexuality is an orientation that people are, um, are identifying with. And it is a d- very dynamic orientation. So those were just some pieces that that I really wanted to identify is that um, in in terms of the myths around asexuality is that um, that they're not sexual at all, that they don't have sex, that they don't masturbate. It's different for everyone. Some folks who identify as asexual might not masturbate. They might not have sex with Mm. other people and they they may still do those things, too. And I've listened to a number of podcasts of people who who were asexual that were speaking to their experience. Um, and some of them had had actually had sex with other people. They had had whatever all kinds of sex, oral sex or penetrative sex. Um, and while they they were saying for their experiences, some of them, it feels it's it all they say it's all right. I just don't necessarily feel a lot in terms of that sexual attraction. So. Think of when you're walking down the street, you see someone that you're really attracted to and you you feel sexual attraction attraction to them. Like, oh, wow, they're super attractive. I would love to be intimate with them. I would love to share energy with them and touch them. An asexual person might not really feel that. That's something that they, um, a lot of asexual folks have described as this missing experience. They hear about the feeling of sexual attraction, and they either most likely have never felt it or or maybe have felt it a little bit, but they don't really feel it very often or much. Um, And they think that there's something wrong with them until they discover that there are a whole bunch of asexual folks out there. And it really um, isn't this you know, like I said, one in a, in a million experience, I don't know, like the statistics on how many folks identify as asexual, but, um, it is a, um, I don't know if the it might be hard
1: to even gauge that because some folks might be asexual and not even know they're perhaps like in, you know, a committed relationship yeah. where they're having some to minimal sex, yeah. um, maybe out of, you know, whatever reasons that are behind that. And, uh, I'm sure that's hard to gauge. It's just like a lot of times assault is hard to gauge, right? Because yeah. it's not always reported. Totally. There's a, an assumption or an average. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to look at those stats like an actual um, accurate stat yeah. of some sort globally, too. Because think about other countries where folks, um, maybe certain genders are, um, aren't, are, aren't very... Um, able their ability to express themselves is limited in general in other cultures in other cultures and they don't even know about asexuality and there's no openness to even like lgbtq doesn't exist in a lot of countries yeah yeah, it does, but I'm saying like it's not recognized. Yeah, it, as something.
0: It's, it's different per culture. It's different per, per time, of course. Right. And we are, and I think asexuality is really d- came into the light as 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 an actual uh, orientation or experience for for people. Not, and experience is the wrong word. It's not just like this thing that they choose, right? They don't. People don't just wake up one day and they're like, just like they don't wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to be gay today, you know. And and yes, there is sometimes when we do make a choice about the people that we want to play with. And generally speaking, there's something deep inside of us that is driving that. So for yeah. most asexual folks, they're not choosing this. This is an actual part of them. Right. Um, and and it's and this is they I think that a lot of folks, I think they, they refer to it as kind of like the invisible orientation because it isn't something that is widely talked about right. and it's a as- you know it's asexual right there's not a whole bunch of like sexual expression around it but i really want to highlight that because i think a lot of folks who are asexual feel like there's something wrong with them or that they are invisible now, within the realm of asexuality, there's also aromantic, demisexual, demisexual mm-hmm. right? So, aromantic is um, people who identify as, as folks who don't feel romantic attraction to people. They might want to still have sex with people, but they're not into like the, the deep connection, romantic relationship building thing. And it's it goes beyond not into. They like literally just don't really have it in them.
1: It's and like it's like monogamish, like semi-sexual-ish. Yes. You know, it's like there's so yeah, there's there's so many variations. The spectrum, right?
0: Yes. And then there's so demisexual is uh is is actually a really common th- is actually a really common. I'm not gonna keep using it experience, but it's really common. It speaks to how um, a lot of folks need, they don't feel sexual attraction until they've built uh, some sort of foundational relationship with someone, hmm. some deep connection. So they don't walk around and see, ooh, sexy person that I want to be intimate I'm with. Attracted to
1: them. They, they don't see, have that. Yeah,
0: you know, they see, oh, in- uh, interesting person. And now that I'm talking to you and getting to know you, and wow, this f- feels like there's a connection here and hmm. I feel safe here or or seen or something. Oh, there's sexual attraction so that's that's it's just this these different ways of experiencing sexual attraction um and some of them being really common and there's there's more variations too I'm not going to go too deep into these, but what I wanted to say specifically because we've received a number of emails about asexuality um, one, we have received emails from people saying. Um, my wife doesn't want to have, isn't that sexual? I think that she could care less about sex. If we never had sex, she would be perfectly fine. Is she asexual? My answer to that would be if she, was there one sexual desire there in her, in her life, Did she used to experience sexual attraction? Was that an important thing to her or a a, a common experience for her? And has that just shifted? If that's just shifted, most likely I don't think that she would be considered asexual unless she wants to call herself that. She totally can. Everyone gets their own labels. Um, but most likely that's just libido changing in long-term relationship or with age or whatever that is and Mm, we talk about stress
1: all of those and we talk about this all the
0: time on the podcast this is what Wednesday Martin talks about in her book untrue she's been on our podcast this is what Esther Perel talks about and mating in captivity about how in in long-term relationships when we start to habituate to our partners it's really common for libido and desire to change especially for women in fact. What Wednesday Martin is is saying in her book, the research is saying that um, that women, actually female body folks, um, might actually desire more newness and variety than male-bodied folks over long-term relationships. So, in after four or five years, they might actually get more bored with sex more so than where male body folks can be okay with just just the sex part. They're like less interested in keeping things new and creative and spontaneous. Um, and so this is a really common experience for female body folks for that to change and for a lot of folks in long-term relationships. So that's just one thing to consider. If there was once sexual attraction in this person where they were able to feel that charge, that libido, and that's just shifted, most likely probably not an asexual person. They probably have just shifted be- because they're in a long-term relationship and there's ways to work with that should they want to. Um, and l- again, like the common experience for a lot of asexual people is this has been going on for their whole lives, right? This is their whole life. They haven't really felt that, that sexual attraction for another that a lot of other people describe. So that's one question that we've received from a number of people um, asking about, about that, about those. Is, is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with my partner? Is this normal? And actually, another thing people ask, is it a real thing? I've, have you seen those emails? We yeah. have, we've had at least two emails. Right? Do you think asexual is a real thing? It's real. It's a real thing. <laughs> it's, totally. It, a lot of people are, are identifying with that. And this is just what I have to say is if anyone is identifying with something as their sexual experience, it's real. is the same problem with female ejaculation you know people is it a real thing yeah because people are saying it's real they're having this experience so why would we question if it's a real thing if people are saying i have this experience why are we getting so hung up on trying to like prove the science around it or or i don't know when we do that it shames people and it takes away from their experience because we're questioning what they're saying is their experience so um we think that it is very real. Asexuality is real. Demisexuality is real. Um, everyone gets to have their own personal experiences, and it is not up to us to question their orientation or their identity. Uh, have you had any questions, April, from people that have talked about asexuality? That, Or do you know any asexual folks? I've you know,
1: uh, I actually don't think that I can think of anyone that is asexual. Uh, well. Possibly my father, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> Did you he say he's asexual? No, he wouldn't have the first clue about that. I could break it down for him, though. Yeah, uh, Because, yeah, he um, his. I think, but he, I don't I don't think so. I mean, no. I think that th- he was a sexual being at some point of his life. I think yeah. his T just got lowered. Uh, yeah,
0: testosterone goes down, but yeah. that doesn't mean someone's asexual. You know, a- asexually, no. it, it isn't related. It isn't just like, oh, you don't, your hormones change, so now you're asexual. It's it's, it, it's completely different than... It's a whole different thing. And again, this is why we need to have someone on here who really specializes right. in this topic because it is so dynamic.
1: Well, I'm sure the amount of people out there that are asexual would even increase if they knew number 1 that asexuality was a legitimate real thing and number 2 uh, if they could kind of I- identify with the fact that because it you know everybody sex is a huge thing it's it's in our media it's talked about amongst your friend groups it's a huge thing and i mean hence the reason we have this sexuality podcast that you know is growing so much because it's a, it's a point of interest and some folks just might not know that they are asexual. They're like, oh, I've always had this thing. And I didn't know, just like I'm sure 100 years ago or 200 years ago or whenever, when people were attracted to, you know, uh, I'm a, a female-bodied individual attracted yeah. to another female-bodied individual thinking that that was so wrong yeah. and What's not wrong accepted. Yeah, Everyone right.
0: talks about this experience of being attracted to yes. male-bodied people. But and I'm not. not. What's wrong with and me? And it's like,
1: I think the same thing. And it's, you know, only in the last probably 10 to I, 15 to 20 years yeah. that we've even been able to identify with this stuff. So it is real. And I think the more information that's available out there, the more... Look, it, we just remember when we had a conversation with... Um, uh, Wednesday Martin about uh, the the clitoral um, oh the clitoris. yeah, yeah. and uh, like clitor- the 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 amount of
0: clitoral um, tissue yeah is yeah, actually
1: it's only about it's like the tip of the iceberg yes. and it goes and that was only about since two thousand eight or nine yeah yes. so like the last like the last ten years is something of female bodies being able to be discovered as this vast network of uh, so much more than what you can see mm-hmm. so. Just like in sexuality, there's more people on the planet than ever before, right? We've talked about that. Mm -hmm. So there's more ability to do research and there's more of everything that's surfacing. So... And one thing she says, and that's, that's funny,
0: she's like, we've been able to get, you know, people to the moon, and we've been able to map the yeah. whole, like, DNA double helix yeah. structure, and we're, we just learned that the clitoris is more than the little nub, but that there's more, there's, like, whole legs and the whole system
1: there. Do you know, I just heard, too, do you know that... Um, This is a little morbid, but it's really interesting. I just heard this yesterday, and I was like, I want to tell Amy. Um, And maybe you did know this, but I didn't, and so maybe some of the listeners didn't know. But um, did you know that after um, a male-bodied individual dies, you can still extract their sperm for, like, the next, uh, like, I think it's, like, 10 hours. You can still get sperm out of them and freeze it and use it. Interesting. I was like, where what? did you learn that? <laughs> Actually, my partner's I mean, I daughter it, where knew because you- someone did that that she knew. And she oh. was just saying they just had a baby. Um, her partner passed away. Her husband died. Oh. And um, she extracted this. She was died in a surfing accident. And she. Uh, extracted the DNA or I'm sorry not the DNA she extracted the sperm Uh and then they were able to have a baby the chances of you having the child are very small I think there's like a 5 to 10% chance but they can extract the sperm freeze it and then you can um, well it's in vitro it It becomes
0: in vitro vitro at that point right but you can still
1: utilize interesting uh, um, the the I guess, the person's sperm, which I had no idea. It's just like, this is a, you know, a, a channel of knowledge that we're sharing. And I was like, I need to share that. Yeah, I wonder. Um, you just re- yeah.
0: read this one. So this is um, a kind of a testimonial slash, slash sex question from someone who is uh, identifying as asexual. And it's titled Asexual Guilt. So I just want to read this because um, it can highlight more of the personal experience from folks. So. Um, so this person will keep anonymous and they said, I just discovered your podcast a couple hours ago and I'm bracing myself for a binge. Thank you. We love that. We hear that all the time. (laughs) You're like, I listened to like eight episodes in one day. I hear
1: your voice in my sleep. I'm (laughs) like, Oh God. (laughs) Um,
0: so I love the way you weave sexual awareness with psychology and communication and I've already gotten so much useful information just from your first two episodes. So thank you for that. I just finished episode two, and you were talking about the sexual themes, and I recognize my own, which is being taken care of, and my husband's, which is being desired u- or used for pleasure. I learned these right away. Here's my dilemma. I'm asexual. Being sexy or identifying things I find sexy is really difficult for me. Because of this, he says he feels unwanted and unattracted uh, unattractive and has a very low and has very low self-esteem. Then it cycles back to my low self-esteem and I feel broken or useless. He always feverently disagrees if I ever say that out loud. And I know that he doesn't believe that at all, but I just can't help but feel the way. Do you have any tips on how I could try to break this cycle? We have tried finding him another outlet for sex since I know I can't keep up with him. Lol. <laughs> we have tried swinging we, and we've tried finding him uh, FWB. What is FWB again? FWB? What's that? FWB. A friend with Friends of Benefits. Oh. Friends of Benefits.
1: FWB. I thought you said V. Oh, B. Friends oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I have no idea. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, FWB, but we haven't had much luck in those regards. Okay, so, um, so this is an experience with someone who is asexual. They say... Um, being asexu- being sexy or identifying things they find sexy is very difficult for them. So you, in this, you're hearing, they're not saying that it's not available at all. It's just really, really hard for them. So this is mm. an example of someone who is is describing themselves as asexual. They're not saying that I I don't feel it at all, but it's very challenging for, for them. And there are plenty of asexual people who say they just don't feel that at all. Um, And so this is also an example of how there are asexual folks who are still in marriages, in partnerships, who are still having sex. And yet there's a the sexual attraction piece is difficult for them. And this is also exceptionally difficult if you are someone who um, identifies as asexual and you're in a partnership with someone who does not. And so you're trying to figure out how to work with this person. And this is when I've heard of asexual people, you know, they have arrangements where they still have sex with their partner. The sex is very much for their part for their partner. And yes, it might be missing some elements because If you don't feel sexual attraction, you probably don't want to fake it. Your partner's going to pick up on that. It's not going to feel that good for you. So you find some more kind of mechanical ways of being or ways. Toys. Yeah, toys, things to say. Um, I like all these things that this person has tried. You know, they've tried finding other outlets for sex. um, They've tried swinging. They've tried finding friends with benefits, and it's hard in that way. The cycle they're talking about is... To me, is speaking to the obviously to the shame that's there. Mm. It's the cycle of, you know, I don't show up in this way that makes my partner feel super wanted, desired. So then they feel away, and then I feel away, and then it keeps on going. And so the way to end cycles is to find where is the beginning part of the cycle. Where is the where is the problem? I'm doing my little quote things here. Where is it actually beginning? And it's beginning at this point where this experience is already shameful instead of it being embraces. Okay, here we are. I am asexual and you're not. And I want to
1: be with you because I care about you. And and this isn't about you. This isn't about you.
0: And you have needs. So let's meet those needs. And maybe we continue to have sex. And maybe I don't show up in a way that makes you feel really wanted and desired but this is all we have to work with Mm. so it it sounds to me the the cycle or the issue is the pressure or the resistance to what is actually true and in that they're actually working against what is true instead of working with what is here and so i i think that the 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 remedy here is to really work with what is present. What what do you have here that is actually present in this relationship? And all you can do is work with that, right? Instead of going through this whole cycle of trying to be something that you're not mm. or trying to or having your you know your partner take making it personal about them. So my advice here for this person, have you two worked with a therapist, a sex therapist, a sex and relationship coach because for all the times that you can tell your partner it's not about you, um, is this is, you know, this is uh, my, me and how I identify and how I feel. And this isn't a personal thing for you. And they might not be able to hear you until you actually sit down with someone who's a professional that can really say that or get that through in a way that really actually speaks to them. Um, so that's, that's my advice for this. It sounds like they're trying all the things, you know, swinging and having maybe an open relationship or whatever that is, um, but it seems like there's some stuff that needs to happen before that, and that's working with the shame and working with the stories of what we should and shouldn't be. And instead working with really what is present here and then doing that work with uh, professionals so that um, resentment and stories aren't continued to um, to be built over time. I think that's good advice. Yeah, Yeah. Thanks, Chip.
1: Good job. (laughs) And
0: they, you know, they title asexual guilt. It's a, it's a hard, really hard experience for a lot of folks because it's this invisible orientation that people are questioning. Every time we say, "Is it real? Is this a real thing?" We are harming asexual folks. We're harming their experience. So um, let's start believe
1: it. It's a real thing, everyone.
0: Yeah. Let's just start really believing anything that anyone says uh, uh, that they personally identify as is theirs. It is true. And maybe it's what not true What about marrying for you. your car? You can marry your car. If you want to, go ahead. I fully support what it. What about
1: marrying this table? Because I love it.
0: Then I'm sure <laughs> there's, again, there is there are fetishes for that. There are people that fall in love with or like to have sex with inanimate objects. So... Um, Anything is is possible. The world is your oyster. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to leave the asexual piece on that. Again, if you uh, know someone that uh, is a highly accredited individual or an expert in this area... Please send them to us because we want someone who can really speak to this Uh, or if you especially someone who actually is asexual or um, or has this experience for themselves, It's really important for us to include people who um, really have these experiences, because as you can tell, when we're talking about it, we know some stuff. We don't know everything and we don't want to pretend like we do. No. I love learning more. Because knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Uh, Okay, so um, before we wrap up, we have our announcement about Margin's Wine here, uh, which we talk about in every podcast. But one thing I want to clarify, we have said that Margin's Wine doesn't have sulfites. Sulfites or sulfates? What is it? Sulfites. It does... So, yes, we've said it that only has like normally
1: 350 parts per million is yeah. what the law says you can put in the wine. Uh, Megan Bell, the wine maker, only puts 20. Uh-huh. So it's super, super low, but it is still organic. It's natural wine. And uh, it's made of the yummy, yummy, good stuff, really small boutique grapes that are underrepresented grapes, varietals from underrepresented regions. So check it out. She is sold out right now, y'all. So you're going to have to just go to her website, marginswine.com, and uh, sign up for her newsletter because anyone that signed up for her newsletter and she doesn't blast you with spam, but you will get access to first access to any of her releases. And they do go really quickly because she doesn't... Mass produced thousands of cases. It's really small, but it's really tasty wine, and it's affordable. Mm-hmm. So check, check that it
0: out. Yeah, and you're you're uh, you're supporting well, it's a wine that we love first of all. So when you listen to us, you can drink a glass
1: with us. Yeah, um, and
0: also you're supporting a women owned and operated business. Yay, women!
1: And it's always different releases. I'm excited to see what she's going to come out with yeah. in March. So yeah. mid to end of March, she'll have uh, another batch ready. The spring release. Yep.
0: And our last piece, a. Valentine's Day has come and gone. It's over. But Hi. it's never too late to give a gift to someone you love or someone you just kind of like. or someone. Are you going to
1: give your partner anything? Or yourself. Because um, we're no, recording this right before. Because
0: we just spent three weeks together in Sri Lanka. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like... And I'm teaching. I'm I'm oh. going to Minneapolis to go on TV for Evine, to, for Uber Lube. Nice. Then I get back on Valentine's Day and I go right into teaching the Tantra in Motion workshop, which will well already happen when this episode is aired. Um, so no, we're not doing Valentine's Day. We just... We were each other's Valentine for three weeks in Sri Lanka, um, but what I was going to say—I'm moving is on s-
1: Valentine's Day.
0: You are, yeah. Well, so you're not <laughs> celebrating either. No. Drink some champagne while you. I move.
1: never do. I'm always. I did buy a, a card to write to him because I think there is a lot of. For me, there's just a, a lot of uh, power in writing your feelings. It affirms my feelings for my yeah, partner, and your words affirmation. I'm doing gal. my best not to have expectations for him to do the same, but deep down. And deep in the back of my mind, I'm like, I really hope he does that because I've tried to express to him how important it is. Should I send for him a text him?
0: message and say, hint, <laughs> hint?
1: <laughs> no. Send April a card. He, yeah, he. I want him to take the initiative. I, I think there's about five percent chance it'll happen. It's good. Keep your expectations. Yes, low. <laughs> I'm trying, but I know uh, when I brought the card, I was like, I'm going to buy this card, yeah. and I'm not going to expect him to do anything. I'm not going to do that. Mm. Um, but then I know, then I'll be like, here's a card for you. So, where's mine? Yeah, <laughs> because last year I did that too. I, I bought him a gift and I wrote him a card just because I was like, I love you and I wanted you to know. And he didn't do anything for me.
0: Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> but I and am kind of anti Valentine's Day. Like, I'm, not,
1: I'm not really stoked on it. I just. Um, all, I just All the single people are listening
0: right now and they're like, go fuck yourself. At least you have a partner if they feel that way. You know what? I, I have shared this on Valentine's Day or on past episodes. Some of my favorite Valentine's Days was when I was single and I hung out with a whole bunch of other single people oh, yeah, and we went and had cocktails and we got dressed up and we just had a good old time and celebrated freedom. So... Um, I don't think Word. that it just I has like to that. be yeah you're like we're fucking awesome Same or with awesome. friends
1: because your friends that you love can also be you know your valentines or just have a self care day and just pamper yeah yourself. but anyways yourself.
0: valentines day has already pass when this episode is on it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> I just
1: wanted to share my whole little blurb about the card and the minimizing my expectations
0: well and what I was going to say um, after our, our very important tangent was that <laughs> that um, it's never too late to buy a gift for yourself or for someone else and no. one of our favorite gift idea items is from Bijou Indiscrète. Uh, we love, love, love their horoscope line. It is a cute little kit that is uh, pertains to your horoscope, to your um, zodiac sign. Your zodiac sign, and you get a little gem necklace that is based on um, your month, and then you get a little clitoral bomb that's either earth, air, fire, or water. You can also put that on the penis. Smells by the great way. too. It, it smells.
1: It's a little tingly, and it smells great. It's natural ingredients, mm-hmm. and then a little finger vibe. Yep. So you can just put that. On your finger, self, self, self care. Self care, or, uh, or you could use it on your well, partner. I love yeah,
0: finger vibes because if you have it on your hand and then you wherever you put your hand, it vibrates and. All body parts, not all, most body parts like this. You know, nipples like this, balls like this, yeah. cocks like this, vulvas like this. So it's like a hands-free thing. You have a vibrating vibe on your hand. So and great. You yeah. So go check that out. It's a good gift item. Um, you can give it to yourself or to someone else. Go to indiscrets And if you don't know
1: how to spell it, you can go to our website, Shameless Sex we have a banner. Podcast. No, ShamelessSex.com. I forget. Yeah. Um, ShamelessSex.com. <laughs> and, yeah, we have a banner that you can just click. But it's a great deal and a great product and super cute packaging, so. and and Check it's it also a women-owned, a I know. women-owned company. And they're in Barcelona. They are the sweetest women. We love I the ladies. Love She's a lady. Such good taste, too. Whoa, I love whoa, their company. Whoa. Oh,
0: and you get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESS. That's sex. true. SHAMELESS. <laughs> SHAMELESS
1: SEX. SHAMELESS just came out, though. The the series, they're coming out with a new season. I love what that, is that show. That like, like season I nine? think it's season 10. We are not affiliated with I think it's them, the final yeah. season, though, if I remember right. Game of Thrones is coming out in April, too. It's their final season.
0: Both of those shows have some hot sex in them. I mean, oh, my God. Totally. Yeah, they're they're the
1: Shameless is great about just... They're also great about raising awareness about... Um, you know, kind of uh, the immigration stuff that's happening. They had a gentrification. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The gentrification of their South Side neighborhood in Chicago. So um, I don't know. I, I love that our name is Shameless Sex, but it had nothing to do with the show. But I was watching yesterday. I'm like, I love this show. Yeah, it's a good show. I was watching season nine. But anyway.
0: Yep. Check it out.
1: Check it out. All right. Well, um, I do want to just say though we have some really cool upcoming guests. It'll oh be a surprise. God, we have so many good we guests. We have so many good guests. So um, get excited. We're uh, going to bring you some New York Times bestselling authors, a wealth of information, just some really cool things um, that are in the mix and in the, in the works for you and I. And couldn't be more excited. And check out Cosmo, February issue. We were listed as the hot new podcast to listen to. Without yeah. we didn't even try. They just found us. They said we were hilarious and informative. Dun dun. That's it. Now you don't have to buy the uh, the the, cattle, <laughs> yeah. the the magazine because <laughs> like, we just told you what it's it like. One sentence. It was a sentence, but it's a big deal for us. We're like wow, it is Cosmo print. I mean, it was cool. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. We're growing. We're, We're growing. constantly growing. I'm so and proud of so
0: us. champ. I love you, so much. I love you. We're both wearing Patagonia jackets.
1: It's freezing in this house. It's cold. It's my last few days in it, so say goodbye. Goodbye On your way out, say goodbye to the house.
0: Yeah, um, and this is just one last thing, everyone. Uh, When April moves, we are going to have a dedicated office space. Um, instead of recording in her kitchen, we will now be recording from an actual office space studio. Um, so we'll be doing more video, which will be on YouTube. Yep. Which we still need to create. Uh, right
1: now is all we need. On pure pleasure, but we'll do our we'll do our own YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. Yeah, it's time. We're just yeah. doing it. 2019 is our year, Chip. We're doing it. It's the year of the pig, and it's the year of shameless sex. Oh yeah! By the way, I'm the year of the pig. But I was just in the airport.
0: Are you? In were Asia. you born the
1: years year of the pig? No, I think I'm ox. Oh okay. But all the airports. You didn't understand why there are pigs everywhere.
0: Everywhere <laughs>
1: in in the <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Everywhere in the airport in in Singapore and everywhere there was like even a, a guy
1: in like, like they a really like pigs little over little here. Pig <laughs> costume. I was like,
0: what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> is going on? And like, oh yeah, they're celebrating the year of the pig because Chinese Chinese New Year. It's so. Chinese
1: New Year. Yeah, last year was year of the dog. That was the year I was born in year of the dog. And they say in China. Chinese culture that the year if it, if it is the year the same year um animal that you were born in it's a tough year for you and last year was a very it was a year of growth and change for me uh but this year the pig and the dog are very compatible and this is supposed to be a very f- uh you know fortunate year for me so well good I'm, good putting out I'm not
0: eating pork this year's
1: so. <laughs> oh well there you go I'm still eating some pork belly and things
0: Uh-oh. but oh here you go you got to get off the kimchi girl I love that kimchi. change. She loves Korean food. <laughs> all right, everyone. We've been babbling. I'm uh, still jet lagged, so I'm going to use it as an excuse for the babble. And, and I think uh, that's yeah, all I have, have, yeah, have to say. But like April said, we have some really great episodes coming up. Midori is coming on our show. Mm, yeah.
1: No, let's not. Let them know exactly who. It's supposed to be a surprise. I got to tune in. Well, I have to take a poll,
0: though, Oh, Midori. okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. why I'm saying Just that. kidding. <laughs> um, because Midori, if you don't know, she's a really phenomenal sex educator. Oh, yeah, she's, she's incredible. Awesome. She wrote the book, um, The Art of Japanese Bondage. But she teaches all topics. Anything that you want to know about sexuality, she teaches. So she wanted us to take a poll from our listeners to see what you want her to talk about. Um, if you have specific requests, please email us at shamelesssexpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And in the titles, just write Midori, M-I-D-O-R-I, so that we know that you're speaking to what you want her to talk about. So let us know what you want to hear from her, and she will pertain that, um, is that the right way to say that, pertain the topic to or the yeah,
1: podcast she will, to what you want. Yeah, she'll make the subject matter what the masses want to hear about she is really great she's She's a great teacher all right y'all if you haven't done so give us a five-star rating on itunes it just helps get the word out about shameless sex it helps people find us when they search for us in itunes when they're actually when they search for a sex podcast so we can come up and and share our information with all the people all over the world and um hopefully they enjoy it as much as you do so thank you for being part of our shameless sex revolution we love you all ciao for now